Hi friends. Hello, hello. You're listening to I'm Sorry with the podcast with Ashley Sleek. It's just like I showed up to your house, bottle of wine in hand with like 45 to an hour of juicy ass gossip to talk about. Like who doesn't want to do that? Hello, hello, and welcome back to I'm Sorry with the podcast. I'm Ashley Sleek, and I have to just tell you, I had the dumbest day today. And what's so frustrating about it, though, is that I can't really like tell you about it because it's from my corporate girly job, you know, and I have to keep that that corporate girly shit talk on the DL and like because, you know, I can't have HR coming from me. But I just need you to know it was really stupid. And I wish there was a way you could like block your employers from everything, you know, but like I enjoy having a public profile and all that stuff. And like, obviously, anybody can find the podcast. But like, wouldn't it be cool? Wouldn't it be just cool? You know, when that, if that could happen and you wouldn't like get in trouble. But there's just some shit about work. You know, you just want to like bitch out. And I like to do most of my bitching out here on the podcast and I can't do it. It was also just a really good reminder that I work in the corporate world, but the corporate world does not work me like I am my own person and I have my own life. And what happened in my nine to five job is not like what's going to define my whole life. You know what I mean? Because it's just like you need to relax. The people at your office who are probably driving you crazy are probably the people who don't get that. Like the people who don't understand that there's more to to life. Like send them that. Is that Michelle Branch? There's got to be more. It's been a minute since I've sung here on the podcast. I know you all missed it. Uh, Anyways, they're like, it's been two episodes since that happened. Uh, Anyways, I just like had a bad day and it's fine because listen, I'm just here to do my job, make a couple people laugh on a call and leave. Like I just I want to do my work. I want to bring my personality, of course, because trust me, even if I tried not to bring her like she would show up like I, I there are times where I'm like, OK, Ashley, just be, you know, just be chill. But I, Ashley doesn't like to do that. She will find her way out. Like I was trying not to be I'm not like I can be professional. I'm not trying to say that. But like today it was just impossible for me to not not make any snide comments. It's just it is what it is. I got that from my dad. I know he like is feisty on his meetings and I'm feisty on my meetings. And I think that's what makes people like me. Uh, Anyways, my reign of birthday terror has officially come to an end. As somebody who has had several birthday parties for their 30th birthday, I am pleased to announce for the rest of you that the terror is over and I had my final party this weekend. There will be no more 30th birthday parties for me, but I did have a damn good time. So basically what I did was I rented out the back room at Shadow Puppet Brewing Company for a couple hours. It was so fun. It was so cute back there. It was it was serving classy college party and the way where you felt like you were kind of in a garage setting, but you were not. You know what I mean? It was like it was giving that fun like, oh, we're all just hanging out in a garage playing beer pong, but classier because we're not drinking Bud Light and, you know, we're not afraid of like what boys lurking in the corners like it was nice. Someone told me it reminded them of Costco and I really appreciate that little Costco chic vibes. Uh, I did wish there was hot dogs, though, then and there were not. But my mom made nachos. It was really exciting. We had a little nacho bar. Um, I had Ghirardelli chocolate. And I have to say this. Listen, I'm not trying to be an asshole. OK, because these are my friends who came to the party. But I just have to say this up front because I do not understand genuinely. This is the only negative thing I have to say. 
But I had to literally clean up this party as in there was trash everywhere. Garbage. These were people like the youngest person there was maybe 27. If I'm, I'm like trying to think like who the youngest person there was, but maybe 28, 29 year olds like and I, I literally found candy wrappers everywhere. And granted, I will say this. The one thing about the room that was weird was there wasn't a trash can in the back, but there was one in the front of the room. And I said that like several times, like, don't worry, there's there, like people kept asking, is there a trash can it's in the front? And I was like, who did you think was cleaning up after you? It was me. My adult friends. It, I it literally looked like I was at a toddler's birthday party. The amount of garbage that was around. And yeah, I'm going to throw shade at my own people because what the fuck? It was there were so many. I am never bringing Ghirardelli chocolate to a party again. There were so many wrappers and bowls. What's happening? The trash can you had to pass to get out of the fucking party. And listen, if you came to this party, you think you get shit on. That's on you. You know what the podcast is. But overall, listen, I don't know who the trash pandas were who were leaving their crap behind. So I can't call anybody out. I mean, like I, I there were certain tables that were clean. So not all y'all were like that. But the trash can was on the way out. And, you know, people were like, as I was telling the story, because for some reason, it was the first thing I thought of when I woke up after the party. And I was like, that was so weird how much like just how much cleaning up was going on. Like Krishma and I picked up so much garbage and that's so funny to me. And uh, <laughs> and I was thinking about it and I was like, this wasn't a, a place where any like we never saw a worker come by. You know what I mean? And like grab trash. And I don't I haven't been to a lot of breweries that do that in the first place. You know, it was just so unbelievably strange to me. And it made me laugh so hard that in my adult party, I did have two kids there and trust me. They were not old enough to be throwing their garbage everywhere. It was so it was so funny. OK, so now that I've said that, let me tell you about everything else. It was so amazing. I know I had a mental breakdown about my decor. I don't remember if I told this last week. I think I did that. I was just being a complete psychopath. And I was like, I don't have enough decorations. But the place was so cute. We said Costco chic that I really didn't need decor, except for I'm very happy that I had my party dino. Listen, I went to Dollar Tree. I saw this big dinosaur. It was like a paper dinosaur with a tiny party hat. And I was like, I need this. And I was talking to my friend Kim and I was like, should I get more party dinos? I just got one. And she's like, is this a, a dinosaur themed party? Like what's happening? And I was like, I don't really know. And then I got little vases that I um, put frog little uh, frogs in like bath frogs. Bath frogs sounds weird. I think they're just like rubber frogs that you would use in a bathtub, like a rubber duck, because frogs are my favorite animal. So I put them in these beautiful, like f colored floral arrangements that was literally just um, colored baby's breath from TJ's. And then I have the backdrop sign, which was so gorgeous. My best friend Jasmine made this for me. It said, I'm sorry, what the party? And it had little logos. And then I had custom stadium cups. So anybody who was at the party was drinking their beer or um, cider from a custom cup. And that was like so fun. So the vibes I I just like on, honestly, like couldn't even believe how lucky I got, like how many people showed up and uh, from everywhere, like Carisha flew in from San Diego. I had my Sonoma County peeps come down. Like I just 
got so incredibly lucky that everybody wanted to come celebrate with me. And one of the things that was really fun to watch, and I kind of had this in my mind because um, we all know front of the podcast, Erin, I was her her maid of honor and she got her photos back from her wedding and we did something so fun. Like I highly recommend this. So her and I sat on the phone and like went through the photos together. So I was her maid of honor. You know, I think I just said that, but flex, you know, in case you missed it. I was your maid of honor. Uh, and so it was fun to like relive the moments together and be like, oh, my God, this, this. And she had said that, you know, when they were picking photographer, Ben had mentioned her um, now husband that he wanted pictures of people like just interacting because he was like, it's fun to look back and see like who was talking to who. Because it's like it is it's true. Your wedding brings together all these random group of friends. And I had a very similar experience at the party. Like I was really hoping, you know, people were going to mingle with each other and my friends were going to meet, especially like everybody gets talked about so much on the podcast that it's like they knew each other. You know, people are like, okay, so who who's the one who just got engaged last weekend? Like, oh, who's the bride that was in the hospital with you? You know, like it was very fun to kind of get to point everybody out, you know, and uh, it was fun to see who was like interacting with each other. And um, I had fun, like a little speed dater just bopping my ass around talking to everybody. And it was just so unbelievably special feeling. And I have such a hard time, like not getting emotional looking back on it because I just like I don't I don't know how I got so unbelievably lucky that people, anybody, let alone this many people would want to like come for my fifth millionth birthday celebration and a majority of those people listen to the podcast and enjoy it. And there's so many more people I would have like loved to have invite. But, you know, I had to not be crazy. And uh, (laughs) it was just like it was so great. And of course, like big shout out to my mom for like making all these nachos like that was just so cool. And it, it just felt like the party I wanted. You know, it was exactly what I wanted. There was no drama, which, you know, doesn't really perform well for the podcast. So I feel like a couple of people could have taken some sacrifices. So I would have had like a good story to tell. But overall, it's just me telling you how happy I was. I will say this because I know you're all wondering if you're a loyalist. The guy that um, remember the story from when I was at, at Shadow Puppet and the guy was there and he was cute behind the bar. But then I knew his sister because I hit her with my car. He was most definitely there. And so he was like, I know you. He's like, you hit my my sister hit you with her car. And I was like, I really wish. But uh, it was the other way around. And he was like, whose party is this? And I was like, it's it's mine. By the way, I was wearing a tiara. So I don't know if he thinks that I would wear a tiara to somebody else's party. And listen, I know I'm crazy. I really do. I know that in my soul. Uh, I would never. The respect I have for other people's parties is very high. Like I would absolutely never. Uh, and I go, oh, it's mine. He's like, oh, is it like a um, a wedding thing? And I was like, you're trying to find out if I'm single? Uh, but <laughs> which is obviously how I took it because she's crazy. Uh, and I was like, no, it's my 30th birthday party, my podcast party. And it ended up being just like, like such a good time. And I did do. So it's funny. I went back and forth on doing like maybe a little live episode or something. And when I started talking, I felt like I'd been talking for so long and I had charisma video it and it was five minutes of me being up there. And here's the situation which happened. Okay, so let me just say this. The the one story I was prepared to tell at this party was one I've just been holding on to for an intimate crowd. And it is a after the commercials story. For sure. 
for sure to the point where like there was a time where my mom's like, maybe I'll stop by the party. And I was like, I need to schedule this around you being here. Like, I cannot have you here for this. This was like this is deep pot post commercial stuff. And so, you know, one of my good good friends, Kenzie, who is uh, I officiated her wedding, her uh, her in-laws wanted to come to the party. They were like, hey, they're in town because they don't live there and her parents live there and they or his parents live there, whatever. They wanted to come. So she she texts me. She's like, are you OK with this? I'm like, yeah. And then suddenly I was like, "Ooh, the live episode. So, you know, I I I really did hesitate. I'm not going to lie. I was like, do I do I do this? Do I expose before? Because it's really cute. I have to give them a shout out. They were so fun. I'm so happy they were there. Downloaded the podcast right away. Fans. And I was like, listen, if you are going to tune into the podcast, I think you're around to play by parent rules and like you, you need to stop at the commercials like the rest of that podcast is not for you, you know, uh, but but I did it anyways. And it was a great time. And, uh, you know, I, I'm I'm glad I did it. I feel like it was my almost my gateway drug into potentially doing stand up. I don't know. My sister did stand up comedy I, and she was really good. I've see, seen like a video of her doing it. So um, I don't know how she I don't want to like um, I don't want to Charlie D'Amelio her. If you're a Gen Z, you know what I'm talking about. Uh, so I'll have to ask. But like, you know, I I just I, I, I had a really good time doing it. I did get good feedback, though, that I closed my eyes a lot. And I think that's actually a nervous thing that I don't realize I do. My eyes balls are so weird because there's a problem I've had growing up forever where if I get too nervous or something and I don't even like totally know it's happening but I won't be looking at somebody when I'm talking to them. And I wish I could say it's like when I'm lying or something or I, I don't know what happens during this time, but I think I'm looking at you, but I'm not. I'm like looking off to the side. And I used to get bullied about this a lot. And I think maybe I got bullied about it so much that now I just close my eyes, which also wasn't helpful. So I'm very excited to have some new content for Andrew this week. Like we haven't gone into this like weird ass tick that I have. So um, I'm excited for that. And I don't know. It was really fun. You know me. I love being on a stage. And I was I was using my pink microphone like, you know, those uh, karaoke microphones they make now where it's like a speaker on the mic. It wasn't very loud, but I loved having this bright pink microphone in my hand. I'm, I'm bummed because the company I use a Yeti microphone and I saw that they make a pink one now. And I was like, I, this would be my that would be my third microphone. Like, I don't need another one. I love my Yeti X. I don't want to change it. But I was like, but she's pink. I feel like I could bedazzle this one. I'm just afraid I'll ruin it. But I really do like the vibes. I really they're immaculate. Uh, so anyways, it was really um, it was really fun. I, I'm I did get asked a bunch. Um, listen, this is like usually post commercial co content, but I'm going to give it to you now because it's not that dirty. It's just like about dating. So I got asked several times if I was going to invite the nice boy to my party. And I talked about this in my five minutes set. And but I just feel like you all should be blessed with the story as well, because I just feel like the people who ask that they are listeners of the podcast and they're also people who know me very well. And I was like, what about this party in particular makes you think that I should invite the guy that I've been on two dates with to this party? My sister asked me, what if he's mad at you? 
What if he or not? Not what if he's mad at me? Like, what if what if he gets upset or his feelings get hurt that he wasn't invited? I was like, no, I have been on two dates with this man. Okay, and he is a very nice guy that I am trying to not scare away. And listen, I'm all about being yourself. Okay, I like to be my full authentic self the whole time. However, there are layers to Ashley. There's attention whore Ashley, which at her own party, I was wearing a bright purple blazer and a pink bedazzled crown. Okay, like I know that's me and he needs to see that side. But like, can we ease into it? And then Smashley. What a risk you're running with Smashley. Everybody, it's always a risk with Smashley. I don't know what kind of attitude she's going to have that day. A day where a party full of me. And it's also like, oh, let's just crash course him into meeting 40 of my closest friends, including my sister and my cousins. Like, what a journey. What a journey. No way. Like, let's ease him in. Like, I, I think in my head about when I'm dating people, the order in which I think that they should meet people like others. You know, I'm like, oh, this is who I would like introduce them to first, ease them in, you know, and uh, it's not all 40 of them at once. So I didn't. And I have to say this. I got to give Smashly a a big, big credit because what I was so worried about was drunk calling him because we all remember the story about when I was talking to that guy on Bumble and I called him like 100 times or whatever when I was drunk because she loves attention and I was very to the point where Krishna and I were strategizing and I was like, should I just delete his number from my phone? I'll give it to you. You can give it back to me the next day. But she was just on her best behavior. I was kind of like, I don't think I'm the same even this. I don't think I'm the same version of myself at all, but I also don't think I'm the same drunk version of myself, which, listen, she does come with the good stories. And I don't like I said, I don't think that's going to change. Remember, I was talking about how I don't want to be a boy crazy drunk. I don't think I'm a boy crazy drunk anymore. And that's fun because I'm manifesting fun things to happen and normal boys to come around. It's nice. So let's hold on to that. I did not invite the nice boy. However, he is still around. Um, I just don't want you to think he's gone anywhere. Um, I don't know when I'll see him next, but hopefully soon. But we are still texting. So he is he, he has not left the building. <laughs> but overall, I just have to say the party was amazing. Everyone was so great. Uh, my friend Lindsay brought me the three zero, the big 30 balloons, which I was so excited about because I actually didn't get those for myself, which I normally would have. And I didn't. And I love them. And it was just so great. So thank you to everybody. Uh, even the people like obviously who like weren't there. Like, I just feel so special. Thank you for listening to this podcast for three years. Um, for the newbies, welcome. You're going to fall in love and I'll see you in another like three years. You know, I I just love this podcast so much. So thank you for celebrating with me and continuing to listen uh, and all that jazz. And, you know, OK, so I was just talking about dating. I actually feel like this this podcast is pretty dating heavy, which is hilarious since I don't have like great updates. But there's like just shit happening. So I've been on TikTok, as we all know. She's always on the TikTok. Anyways, these TikToks keep coming up on my page and they are all about like girls. They look all cute. There's good music playing behind them. And they say, just think your name is probably a sensitive subject in other relationships. And I'm like, oh, fuck, I don't think mine is. And I feel disappointed. I was like, am I not toxic enough for things to be fun like that? Listen, I'm not trying to be mean. I, I'm just I seriously doubt Jimmy's dating. I he could be. He could be. It's not my prerogative. I don't know. And I don't really care. But I also don't think I would be a sensitive subject in that relationship because like he wouldn't be for me like whatever. I had a boyfriend of five years and like who cares, you know, but 
I don't know if I was like toxic enough for it to come up and be like, oh, you're still in love with her or like, oh, what's she doing now? Or, oh, I got a follower on Instagram. I don't think anybody would care about me. But if they did, what a sight to see. Like, honestly, like if I was peeping through my Instagram for someone else, actually, this is what it is. Sorry, I'm having one of those jump around moments in my head. But what's so annoying is that actually any girl that wants to date one of my at least the last two exes will get to know the full breakup story. I make it so easy for them to find out. Oh, my God. For Jimmy's sake, I hope none of his girlfriends find my podcast. They're going to be like, oh, fuck. But like, oh, my God, I have the full breakup episodes on both of them. They can find out exactly what happened, like how boring the sleuthing and I have a public profile. I'm just out here waiting for exes to come check out my shit. I mean, I get that. But like, damn, Ashley. But yeah, I don't think I don't think anyone would have a problem talking about me. And I know that's a good thing, but also like. I don't know. When I read that, I would I literally read it. I was thinking I was like, I don't think I'm a sensitive subject with anybody. I mean, maybe there's bitches that hate me and that's awkward for them. It's not really my problem. Oh, we love the holidays. And I know I know everybody's telling you where you should shop. But guess what? I'm going to tell you, too. I think you should shop at Kitsch. Listen, they have such cute stocking stuffers and I'm picturing it in my head. You go get yourself a chic little stocking and you fill it with the ice roller, the towel scrunchie, the satin pillowcase will fit in there, the hair curler. They've got these little body soaps that are super cute and I'm sure smell amazing. Like there are so many good gifts you can get and it's so simple. Get them all together, one big order. And then guess what? Because I'm Santa's little helper and I'm going to ride my reindeer right into your savings. I'm going to give you a 15% off discount. Ashley Sleek 15 at checkout. Get 15% off your order and it's going to be a perfect gift for the holiday season. So you can shop the link in my bio on Instagram at Ashley Sleek. That's Ashley with two E's, of course. Happy shopping. This week, I absolutely fell in love with my Ask Ashley question. It is such a solid question and it made me laugh because I love it so much. So the question was, what is the ideal roster size and how do you deal with multiple men? I suck at lying to them. Incredible. Okay, here's the situation. If you don't know what a roster is, it's probably because you got you got blessed maybe and, you know, didn't have to really date when this term came around, which I feel like I don't know. I think that there's always been rosters for people, but it's definitely a thing with online dating. So, you know, much like a sports team has a, a team roster, uh, dating does too. And sometimes you just keep your roster of men or women or whoever you're dating. Uh, and here's the deal about that. it It is much like you know, if you're playing fantasy football and sometimes you got to set your lineup, but just know that somebody can get injured and somebody can get moved to the bench just just as easily as you can move them to the starting lineup. OK, so make sure you're, you're setting your roster each week and, and keeping your eye on who you want to give your most attention to, because it's important. We're we're busy people. We can't we can't give it to everybody. Um, <laughs> so the answer about your ideal roster size, I mean, honestly, it depends on your comfort level. OK, I don't know how your life is like, you know, some people are only can only deal with a one man roster. And here's the situation. I know that I preach the good word basically of having a roster. And this is why, though, for me, this is just my personal view on the situation. I wear my little heart on a sleeve. I do. And I'm like, just 
fucking take it. Like, here you go. Here's all my love and affection. And I want you to have it. The problem is, is that like when you're dating, especially in this new like online, you know, arena, it's like you give your heart to someone and then literally the next day they're going to ghost you. So for me to prevent myself from like feeling so, so extremely heartbroken over like, I don't know, Bobby, who, you know, messaged me twice on Bumble. I I like to keep the roster so that way I know, you know what, there's somebody else. But on the flip side also of that is like then when somebody is like giving you the ick, right, in like in a legitimate way where you're like, OK, no, I actually don't think I'm into this guy. You're not going to force yourself to keep talking to them because that's the other thing that happens. I think I don't know about everybody else. But for me, sometimes I'm just so fucking annoyed with the idea of having to talk to anybody else that I'm like, whatever, I'll talk to this guy. It's like, no, when you have the roster you get to you get to move on from that person, you know, and sometimes it is hard to keep up with. Like, honestly, I haven't had a roster for like a couple weeks because I got tired of being on Bumble and talking. I was like, eh, whatever, like I won't do it. But I picked back up last night. I was like, you know what? I need to bring back the roster. So I did my swiping. OK, to me, honestly, OK, and I mean this. This is the thing. Do not feel sad if you don't have a roster, by the way. This isn't like I have to be consistently talking to all these people. It's just like while you're talking to someone, still do your swiping. And if you're like, Ashley, I would hate for that to happen to me. This is just modern dating. Like, I don't know what to tell you. We don't until you have this conversation. You don't know what they're doing. So do you. And and if you're really uncomfortable with that, then just don't. Like, if you want to just talk to one dude, talk to one dude. You don't have to listen to me. This is just what I'm doing, okay? You do you. Okay, let me flash back, though. So there was a time when I was last in my last round of dating, like, pre-Scotland, where I was, like, I, I was talking to, I think, six people at the same time, and that was so fucking stressful. That was so stressful. And I had them, like, kind of nicely separate. I think I had like two on Hinge, two on Bumble, two on text. And it was just so much. I mean, granted, Scotland was one of them. And then it ended up working out. So that was like, I would put working out in quotations. I mean, we did date and then he broke my heart. But like, it's fine. You know, it happens. Um, <laughs> anyway, <laughs> oops. So anyways, um, you know, that was too much for me. Because here's the thing. One, one of the other parts of this that I think I would do now, if I had a full roster, I think now I would try to do three people. And I know, sorry, this is jumping around a little bit. I think the ideal is three. I think that's a little bit easier to handle. I'm really bad at texting. So like three is where I'm at. The one thing I wish I would have done, and this is going to sound really fucked up, but hear me out. I have a really bad memory and I wish I would have like kept a note of like who these people were and just like little facts about them to remember and also what stories I already told them. I think that's the hardest part about talking to multiple people is forgetting what you told them. Like I remember this one time specifically that I was like talking to Scotland and he was like, oh, you must be really excited about Mexico because you keep bringing it up. And I'm like, no, I just forgot that I told you that story. Like I just... I, you know, like I didn't tell him that, obviously, but like, you know, it's 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 rough. It's rough out there. So I would keep a shared note like I had a I had a note that I kept when I was dating Scotland to remember all these important things about him. But that was just like when I was dating him. Now I'm like, I think I would do that 
for everybody. So that way I remembered who I was talking to. Um, and and so to answer how you would deal with multiple men, I think now I would do the note. But, you know, it wasn't like, I don't know. It's not like you're juggling. It's it's like weird to say that. It's more like, you know, you keep a good schedule. And the nice thing about that is like when somebody isn't giving like you that much attention, don't give them that much attention. I think put in what you're getting out. And and that's very important in an easy way. Because like once someone, you know, is kind of like not really serving you in a way where or like they're not really giving you what you're looking for, you drop them down a little bit on the list. My favorite part of this is I suck at lying to them. Why are you? That That's my question. Because I, I guess two parts of this. First of all, as I said, you don't know anybody anything until you have a conversation about being official. So, you know, you don't really have if they unless if they ask you if you're dating other people, the answer is yes. Sorry, I'm a trophy. Unless you win me, it's not happening. So I don't really know what to fucking tell you. But then on the flip side, if somebody asks me, OK, so for example, Say I did have another person on the roster and nice boy was like, what are you doing on Saturday night? And I had a date with somebody else. I would probably just say I have plans. I don't I wouldn't tell him like, you know, you don't need to. And listen, but the minute I have to say this, the minute you guys have a conversation, you need to disband the roster. If the conversation is that you're not talking to anybody else, do not be a douchebag. I feel like sometimes when I was talking about this. Uh, and I did I did re-record it because I was like, I feel like a frat bro. And it's like, I mean, half of that's like, what's the problem with that? Like, if they're going to have mediocre looks and bad attitudes and be cocky as fuck, like, then why can't we? And it, this is more of my, me saying that I think the roster is there to, like, uphold your confidence and make sure you have your checks and balances, you know? So it's not like that. But I'm telling you, the roster needs to be disbanded. Once you have that conversation, okay, don't be a douchebag. No cheating. Fuck that. Just just keep it to keep yourself feeling good, you know, and the minute it gets stressful and it gets overwhelming and it's not fun anymore, disband. Because one of the other things I will say about this is that, you know, I remember having a conversation um, with Scotland. And the only reason I'm bringing him up so much in this particular scenario is because this is the first guy I dated like in this online dating kind of like world, you know, every other guy that I was with, like I like met them and then dated them. Like Jimmy, I like, I met him at a bar and then he went to China and he came back and we were like together. You know what I mean? And then I, everyone before that, like I had two, two boyfriends, I guess, half seriously before that. And I both was not dating, met them. And then we were together. So my only real like experience with this is from Scotland. But anyways, going back to that, I remember we were having this conversation when he was like going home to Scotland, you know, and he was talking about um, how, you know, he probably wouldn't be able to talk to me that much when he was out there. And he was like, you know, I probably should have like not been dating until I got back. And he was gone for two weeks. And I had said this to him. I was like, I mean, because at this point we weren't talking. We weren't official, but we weren't talking to other people. And I was like, I mean, you're gone for two weeks and I'm I'm not going to talk to anybody else while you're gone. Like I'm, you know, I feel pretty committed and I don't want the roster anymore, you know, whatever. And I was like, if, if you come back and in 
two weeks it doesn't work out, I'm not going to be like, oh my God, I wasted two weeks of my life not swiping. It's like, no, which is the same thing. Like if you feel like, you know what? I don't really want to swipe anymore. I just want to talk to this guy. And if it doesn't work out, whatever, like do that because it's true. It's not like, oh my God, in the month that I was not talking to anybody else, I missed out on my soulmate. No, I believe that everybody has a soulmate and that's, that's, that's on me. That's on me. That's on hopeless romance over here. But I believe that everybody has a soulmate and you'll find them when you're supposed to. So in that month that you were talking to Brad and it didn't work out, that's okay. It's not like you missed out. We need the other important part about dating is not stamping this timeline on it, which I know I'm very privileged to say when it comes to women because I don't personally want kids. So I know I don't have that stress on there, but I think what, what stresses us out more and pushes us into like corners is this idea that like we have to find a person by a certain time. And so then you're like, oh my God, well, I can't waste time and all this stuff. And then it's stressful. Like don't remove the roster because you're so stressed about like, okay, well, I, I need to find this guy and he's giving me some attention. So I'm committed. Remove the roster when you're ready. And it's okay. It's okay if you're not together, you haven't had the conversation. This is just how I do it. And listen, even now, I, like I said, I wasn't even swiping for a little bit because I was like, whatever, I'm tired. Talking to cute boy, nice boy. <laughs> he is cute, but I'm talking to nice boy, whatever. Uh, and then I was kind of like, eh, you know, I am enjoying my time with nice boy right now. And I'm not saying I'm done with him, but there are things that are starting to come up that I'm like, man, I don't know. So then last night I was like, well, I'm going to do some swiping and build back up the roster. And listen, the rosters are not just for your average douchebag boy. You do you. You do you. You have your roster. Set your lineup. And don't forget to drop the losers. Uh, speaking of losers, I just have to say, um, <laughs> I I did. So I, when I was going back on the dating apps and everything, so I matched with this guy. He seemed very cute. Um, he had this like cute beard. I don't know. It was like. I don't know. He seemed very attractive and he was he seemed like he was going to be nice. OK, so then I message him on Bumble, whatever. And he was like something about, you know, whatever. I did my intro karaoke song question. And then we were talking a little bit and he's like, oh, like, what are you doing this weekend? I was like, oh, it's my birthday, blah, 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 blah. And I was like, oh, what are you doing? And he's and he said, like, oh, happy birthday. And he's like, oh, well, I'm actually injured. So I'm not really like doing that much. He's like, I'm I'm pretty self-sufficient unless you wanted to come over with a leftover nurse's costume from Halloween and like help me out. And I just when when he said I was like, wait a second. It was also so funny because the first part of that text was so wholesome. It was like, oh, I hope you had this great birthday. Like, what are you doing? Blah, blah, blah. And then it was like, come over in a nurse. And by the way, he could have just said, I mean, if you want to come over in a nurse's costume and help me out or like honestly back it up and just be like, if you want to come over and be my nurse or be my sexy nurse, if you're good, if you're going to use this douchebag line, here's how I would have executed it. Now, clearly, since I'm a frat bro douchebag, I would have said, I mean, if you want to come over and be my sexy nurse, I wouldn't mind the help. Right. But this guy had to give me full details. If you have a leftover Halloween costume that you would like to use to like nursey back to health. I, I didn't respond before the podcast. I am considering responding and just asking the question I am dying to know, which, which most of you might be, um, has that worked? 
has has that line worked in the time that you have been injured like has this come over in this very detailed last year's nurse's costume scenario has anybody said yes and I think I might respond to it because I just I just want to know the other weird thing that happened like last night now that I got to re-record I can tell the story um is that I so you know I use my karaoke song intro and this time this is how good I was trying to be about dating because what I usually do is like I swipe and I like go on like a swiping spree and then I get lazy and then like the next day I message everybody but last night I just had my question on deck and once I matched with them I would just send it so I was like okay look I'm getting it done we're we're playing the game whatever right and like I don't know I haven't actually gotten as many messages back as I usually do when I wait. So maybe you are supposed to wait. I have no fucking idea. There should really be a layout of like how you're supposed to do online dating. And I, and I mean, I'm it's half of that is this podcast, I guess, since I'm trying to figure it out. But anyways, I um, <laughs> so I, I I say the karaoke question and this guy's response and I'm unfortunately recording on my phone. I didn't bring my iPad like a rookie, but I, I think it's pretty much bled into my brain on this one. But he said that he would cut his wrist in vertical stripes and bleed out in front of everybody. And that would be his performance. And then he followed that with. But seriously, I would like if if I was being dragged up there, I'd probably just break my wrist, you know, and I, I hate to keep having to tell these men how to respond to things. But the the real answer there would have been. Honestly, I'm terrified of karaoke, so I probably would just run away. I don't know if I needed the visual of him like and sorry, I put, should have put it like a little trigger warning on this. But like what what was the purpose of of that? I was so horribly uncomfortable, but then also concerned. I was like, do you do you need to talk? Like, is there something, you know, wrong? And I just did, I didn't know. I was like, are you being funny or is this a cry for help? Like, I, I don't I don't really know what to do in this scenario. So I just responded and said that was the most terrifying answer I've gotten to this question. And he just said, haha. And I decided that I I should not respond to him. I think that would probably be the the, the right move there. So I when I when I asked about the the karaoke question in general, I figured maybe every once in a while I'd get a little pushback of like, oh, my God, I would never do karaoke. I just didn't think I would get that level. And honestly, I think it gave me nightmares last night. I'm like horrified by this answer. So in case you're wondering how dating's going. And I guess I I, I, I blazed over it and I don't I don't think that's fair for you all because you're committed to my dating life. Here's a situation with the nice boy. I'm still talking to him and he is still very nice, but I'm, I'm a little like deterred by our texting cadence. And um, and the, this is kind of how it's going right now. So like he'll I don't know where he, where it would start now. It's in a like a loop. But like, OK, so say he texts me like very late at night, like he's a night owl. I'll get a text from him at like 1130 p.m. OK, and then I'll wake up, you know, at 5 a.m. or whatever. And then I'll end up responding around like eight or nine. And then he gets back to me at like 11 or 12. And then I try to get back to him at like one or two. And then sometimes I'll hear from him at like four and then I'll respond back. And then I'm like, listen, to me, a normal talking time is probably from the hours of like 
4 p.m. to like 10 p.m. But those are the hours that I don't hear from him. And then it's like then I'll hear from him again at like 11 p.m. And then the cycle starts over. And it's just like, I don't know, the, the time where you're off work just seems like the best time to be talking. So then I'm like, OK, well, like, what are you doing? Not that like you can't listen. He might have a roster. Maybe he puts everybody else. Maybe I'm low on the roster list. So he's like, I'll talk to this girl in between, you know, and like respect. But like then if I'm low on the roster, then I got to move him low, whatever. But it's it just like. I don't know. It's kind of weird. And then I kind of got in this loop of like, so I invited him to the Barracudas game. He ended up not being able to go. And the one thing was, he's like, let me get back to you on it. Right. And I know, I think I said this when I brought it up and I was like, oh my God, I'm a planner. I fucking hate this. I was like, what happened to the guy who made reservations? You know? So then I was kind of in this loop. So then he asked me, he said he couldn't go. And he's like, well, what are you doing this weekend? I was like, well, I had the party. And I'm like, so I can um, I was like, I might be able to hang out Sunday. And he's like, well, I've got family dinner s- Sunday night, but he's like, we'll see, we'll play it by ear. But then the next day he told me that he was sick. So I was just kind of like, okay, so he did text me on Sunday and you know, but it never got brought up about hanging out. And honestly, it was day one of my period. I was sitting on my couch wrapped in my heating pad, ordering DoorDash Taco Bell. Like I wasn't in the mood anyways, you know what I mean? So I, so I was like, we're good. Um, but you know, then I haven't really like heard from him. And then he said like his friends coming into town, he's making plans with him. And I was kind of like, oh, in my mind, I was like, well, I figured you weren't making plans with me because you're sick. And then I was like, listen, this isn't fair. I can't put these unrealistic expectations on him. Like I can't like assume because I happen to be free on Saturday and this like never happens. So I was like, oh my God, this would be so great for us to hang out. And I'm like, I can't just sit and wait for him to ask me and then be mad that he's not asking me. Right. So then I did ask him last night. I'm like, oh, what are you doing on Saturday? As I happen to be free. And like, if you want to do something fun. And he was like, oh, my buddy's coming into town and we might hang out at night. So maybe I'll have the day open. He's like, but I'll let you know. The problem with that is what do I do with that? Like, I also because I was talking to besties of the podcast, Ryan and Julie, about this last night. And I was like, okay. And then I said, like, if he says that, like, he's got to, like, wait to find out, like, do I make plans? And then when he like when when he asked me then I just say, like, I'm busy, even if I'm not. And they're like, we're like, yeah, we should do that. But then it was like because he gave me the answer of like his friend being in town because he doesn't live there. And I do know like when, you know, like when my best friend Aaron comes to visit from, you know, from Wisconsin, I like try really hard to leave a lot of openness in my schedule to be able to see her. So I do kind of understand it. But like, I don't know. I hate I I think that if I don't like hear in the next like, I don't know, like day or so, I don't what I'll let you know. What does that mean? What does that mean? Because I didn't find out that he couldn't come to the Barracudas game until Thursday morning. And I hated that. So I don't really know what to do about that. There's two other things that they're not that big of a deal. And my cousin Danielle was like, I feel like you're looking for things. And maybe I am. But I don't know. He is um, a night owl and I'm a morning person. And he's like a night night owl. Like I'm tell- like, you know, I'm getting these texts like super late. And I think the the thing with that for me is like, is this when you want to like talk? Cause like, I'm not, I'm asleep, you know? And then I think I just remember, and I know like I talked about comparing to your ex and I think when it gets where that whole thing gets toxic, which I didn't think about until this scenario is when you're like, well, my ex did this, so he's probably going to do it. So I'm trying to like not do that. But 
there's a couple like trauma pieces here from Jimmy that are like coming up in a lot of these scenarios. So one of them being like he was a night owl in the way where like when with those like two times he stayed at our apartment, you know, like he wouldn't come to bed with me. And that was like really annoying. And I think the other thing with the friends is like Jimmy used to like ditch me like I would I literally planned to come to Sonoma County like I drove up there just to see him and I literally like 10 minutes away and I called him and he's like oh I'm with my buddy he's like oh do you think you can go stay with somebody else while you're here and if you're listening to that and you're being like Ashley I can't believe you didn't break up with him right then and there I, me too she was a different person then um I would now but like I, I then I started getting nervous about the whole like I mean obviously you put your friends first and, and everything but it's like make room for the dating like am I gonna get ditched all the time I don't know I'm spiraling on it and the one other thing which is stupid is that he said he hates car rides and I absolutely love road trips that's like one of my favorite things so I don't know maybe I'm fishing I have no idea we could hang out again and I could totally fall in love with him and I could marry him and then he's gonna listen to this podcast and be like fuck you but uh I just like to be honest it's hard out there it's hard out there. So I don't know what I'm doing. But anyways, we're back to the roster. He's still on it. But I'll let you know what happens on Saturday. I really will. All right. Let's get in really quick to the I'm sorry what moment of the week. Because I know some of you listen to this podcast in the morning and you're like, where is it? It's it's here. I felt like re-recording. Um, so just the second half. I didn't even listen to the first half. So hopefully it's funny. I think it's hilarious. I'm sure I, I'm sure I gave myself a good laugh anyways. OK, so I have to say that my I'm sorry, what moment has to do with TikTok, of course. Um, I, I am annoyed because TikTok's got this new feature where now you can see when people view your video and don't like it. Talk about your feelings getting hurt. I'm trying to figure out how to disable this piece. Like I can see if you follow me. I can see a little eyeball pop up and it's like this. They viewed this, but they did not fucking like it. And I'm like my my sensitive ass. But it, it bothers me sometimes because I do a lot of like get ready with me videos and it's a lot of me talking and not everybody wants to listen to me. Right. The one that concerned me that nobody liked was I did the see how toxic you are filter because I wanted to know. I had to know. Sometimes I feel like I can be a little toxic bitch. I got zero percent on this. Zero. And then I had to watch as a, a chunk of my friends looked at this video and then didn't like it. So I have to know, do you not agree? Do you think that I'm toxic? Is that what's happening? Am I toxic and you're slipping under? Like what's going on here? And I say that um, knowing that it's gross now because the people who didn't like it specifically was my cousins. My cousin Danielle, I see you. And my sister, which I was like, okay, so you two think I'm toxic, huh? I mean, one of them was my coworker and she's probably right. But, you know, what's up with that? And but also, honestly, if you know how to disable this feature, please help me. I remember it popping up and being like, you like you can see if people don't like your stuff, but then they can see if you don't. Do you want to enable this feature? And I said, no. So why can I see it? I don't want to fucking see that. You know, I don't want to see that people don't like my stuff. That's OK. I can see that my videos get like four likes and I'm making it for those four people. So leave me alone. I don't want to know. It's just it makes me so uncomfortable. And then I was like, can people see if I don't? So I've been liking like everybody's shit. If I'm following you, I normally do like people's stuff anyways, but I'm just like, Sometimes I just swipe through, you know, and I'm like, no, if I if I see you, I'm liking it. So if that was the trick that TikTok was trying to do with this, it 
totally worked. But anyways, I got 100% not toxic and I stand by that as I just told you to keep your roster strong, whatever. (laughs) Okay, you guys, thank you so much for listening to this podcast. Thank you for spending three years with me. For those of you who have been here from the beginning, Jesus, look at what we've done. Look what you made me do. An amazing three years of podcast episodes to everyone who's jumped in along the way. I love you all so much. Thank you so much for listening. Please remember to like, subscribe, comment, and download. Let's get this podcast to be like one of the greats, you know? Let's just, let's just do it. I love you so much. Okay, bye.